When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. WeAudition.com has all sorts of really cool things about it. There is no moment in the day or night that you can't sign on and say, I need somebody to help me rehearse a scene. And then they have other things, like you just say what I'm looking for. I'm supposed to be doing a Southern accent for this audition. Could somebody help me? And it's really inexpensive. The normal monthly fee is like $10 a month. But anybody who listens to our podcast gets a 25% discount by plugging in the code acting class. Anyway, I suggest you try it out because it's really phenomenal. Welcome to I Don't Need an Acting Class with Milton Justice. So periodically we get questions sent to us uh, because of the podcast. And we had a very interesting question come to us recently from an actress who's actually doing a TV series, but she was newly hired for the series. And nobody was giving her, her any information for the part. And so I thought it was an interesting discussion for us. Uh, I've invited my friend Grant Show. Grant's currently the lead on Dynasty, but he has spent a lifetime on doing this kind of material, which started years ago uh, when he was on the original series of Melrose Place. And he, in fact, is my first student because we were friends in New York when he was working on something. And he said, could you help me work on this? So that's when I learned I could teach. Okay, so what she said, basically she just said, I'm on a series, I'm new to the series, so nobody's told me anything about my part, and I'm trying to do things like build a backstory with no information whatsoever, and she says, clearly I'm not a top priority, and I feel like I'm just making things up. For example, it doesn't mention yet how she got to where she is. So I start writing in my journal about circumstances that lead me to where I am now. But they feel as if they're long, drawn-out monologues of me talking to myself. I'm not sure how to fuel myself better. But I thought it was such an interesting question because this goes back to Ryan's hope. When Grant and I first started working together, Grant called one day and he said I made a decision that my character you were playing a cop weren't you yeah he said I made a decision that my character was very very dedicated to his wife and they have suddenly written in an episode that he cheats on her and so uh, and I've been using that forever because it just hit me that it's it's sort of like you go along, you've made actors' decisions, and then suddenly the people who write the plots make totally different decisions, and you go down this road. Anyway, so I decided that that we could 
ask Grant a few questions about how he figures you approach material when there's not much there, especially if you're auditioning. But well, the first thing I would have to say to that is, is I don't think that I have fully solved that problem. And I may never fully solve that problem. But key to that is in her email plot, because plot is king, unfortunately, on television. So you have to make sure that you're supporting that plot. And then I think the facts of the rest of it are kind of unimportant as long as something you said, Milton, that I found interesting that, what did you call it? The emotional uh, understanding? Is that what you called it? I don't remember now, but it's like writing down this whole backstory and, and marrying yourself to like, you know, your father did whatever he did to you. And that's why you're a stripper or whatever it is that can work for you in this episode. If it works for you in this episode, but you have to be willing to get rid of that because you might have to, because the plot is what's important, not your character development. So then you would say, if you're looking at material like this, one of the first things that you would want to be able to say is just basically, where does the plot go? Yeah. And how do I fit into the plot? And how do I help the plot along? Yeah. And I think if you can start infusing some some long game character choices, like for Blake, it's all about family. It's all about family. It's all about family. If you can start infusing some of those things in, the writers will pick up on that. And they love that stuff. Don't tell them, just do it. Because if you tell them it's not their idea and they don't want nothing to do with your idea. But if you show it to them, it will become their idea and they'll run with it. So in in an odd sense, it sounds like you're saying you have to abandon certain demands that you've made on your technique. No, I don't think you have to. No, I, I think that you have to. What all that work does is give you an emotional experience, you know, an emotional place to stand. You do need to have that emotional place to stand, but it, you might have to abandon some of the things that got you there later down the road because they're going to write them differently. And then you have to figure out how the new thing that they've written in fits into your emotional experience. Or maybe not abandon, maybe add to. Let's just take your example. I don't remember this from that long ago, but let's say this guy's all about his wife, all about commitment to his wife, all about commitment to his wife, and then all of a sudden he cheats on his wife. But then maybe let's ask why he's all been all about commitment to his wife. Maybe the reason he's been all about commitment to his wife, because the, the propensity to cheat on his wife has always been there. You know, maybe it, it was an overreaction to who he really is. And that's just throwing that out. That's just an example. You know, so you maybe you just have to build on what you've already built. But something as simple like it also they did on that show. I think I made him a Catholic and they made him a Protestant or or he was I made him a Protestant. And they made him a Catholic, like something like that you might be able to just abandon, you know, and what being a Protestant, what the emotional experience of being a Protestant can stay. It just has to be built on differently from being, you know what I mean? If you found an emotional experience that you like, that works for your character, and then they change the facts of your backstory, of your history, you can still find something within that 
backstory and history that supports the emotional experience that, that works for you to move forward with this character. I, I don't, emotional experience is a really bad ex, ex, example, a bad word. It's, it's not explaining exactly what I mean. I think I know what you mean. You, you've, you've, you found a choice that really feeds you. Yeah. And it's just a, a matter of being flexible with the facts. If they change, should well, they change? You have found what feeds you. So yeah. you to, that, that's what I mean by the emotional spirit. If you have found the thing that feeds you, you should be able to continue to support that no matter what the facts are. Oh, that's good. I like that. I think actors sometimes complicate things by thinking you you need stuff that you don't need. Yes. You know, oddly enough, after four years, Grant and I periodically work on Blake Carrington, and sometimes the easiest way to work on him is to just say, and that's the way he is. That's just the way he is. That's how he sees life. And I think it's a luxury as an actor if you don't have to overcomplicate it by saying, you know, what happened in his youth that made him see things this way or what it, it is. It's like it's you don't need if you don't need all of that, you know, it's like don't invent it. I mean, my example is is the the story of the the scorpion and the frog. You know, it's like we all know that story, right? The scorpion, why the frog? Well, scorpion wants to get across the river, and the frog says, uh, "He says to the frog, take me across.'" And the frog says, "No, you'll sting me." And the scorpion says, "No, I want, I want, I promise, I won't." And the halfway across the river, the scorpion stings the frog, and the frog says, "Well, you stung me. We're both going to die now. What'd you do that for?" And he goes, "I'm a scorpion." You know, it's like <laughs> the scorpion doesn't know why he did it. He just fucking did it because he's a scorpion. You know, <laughs> so there are some character traits that are just that's what you fucking do because that's what you are. I, I think it's hard for us as actors sometimes like that, that are not experienced when you are that that experience. You just want to grab everything. But here's the thing, as you know, among my bumper stickers, one of them is there's a difference between getting the job and getting the part. And I, I think it's important when you're studying to actively use the technique. It's like, that's what the class is for. Uh, I, I like the example of learning a foreign language. If you don't use the foreign language, you're not going to learn the foreign language. But the, there, So there's a point when you're working in class and you're working on projects in class and it is a class and it is for that reason that you say, all right, I am going to specifically work on these. The talent, I think, especially for auditioning, is being able to look at text and figure out what is important. It's like Grant said, the important thing in TV is plot. So, you know, yes, you've worked on character. Yes, you've worked on character traits. Yes, you, you've worked on the Russian word zadacha, which some people think means objective, which we know better. But you've worked on your character's problems. You've worked on all, you've worked on all of these issues, which if you're working on a big play, you must have. But if you're working on this, there's certain things that you look at the text and say, this is what's going on in this scene, this audition scene, especially this has to be accomplished. And I, I think eventually you figure out which of your many tools 
you need in order to do it. So would you say she's doing classwork while she's at work? Well, that's the problem. It, yes. I mean, I think that this girl who wrote is basically having that particular issue. She She's new on a TV series, and so she's looking at it and saying, I don't know anything about this character. I don't know where she came from. And so she's trying to slot in classwork also, she's making a terrible mistake because she's writing a journal and she's writing it out rather than talking it out, which is already a problem. But I, but I also think she's being absolutely strangled uh, by too many classes. <laughs> it's, it's like, I, I, I think it is possible in the same way I think as soon as you go to the text, you kill your talent. I, th- I think if you try to do classwork when you're working on something, it's the same thing. It's, it's like you strangle your talent because you're trying to slot something that you learned in class into a piece of text. I mean, I'm not a big fan of Michael Chekhov's, but Michael Chekhov uses the term atmosphere. And so I, I, I think Stella used the term tone. But I think you, it's like you have to know, you know, you have to know what you're in. Yeah. You, you know, you, you have to, you have to know what you're in. You have to know you're on dynasty. Yeah. I would think the biggest, I would say the biggest mistakes I've made in my career have been uh, missing the tone. Yeah. Anyway, any other questions, Wesley? I, I, no, I'm just, I'm just trying to think of what you would, what could, what could be said to this girl for her to, relax because because mine what's going to make it fun for you exactly i think one of the big things is to to stop writing and and start talking yeah talk all the time talk talk at home talk in your sleep talk before the scene just talk throw out the notebook yes (laughs) throw out the notebook I, I think trusting it is such a huge, huge, enormous leap. Any other thoughts, Grant? <laughs> you know, you're not going to get any rehearsal when you get there. No one else is going to want to rehearse. So rehearse it as much as you can. You know, I, I have a woman that I that I call. She lives in Ohio or something like that. And I spend a couple hours per episode just going and doing the scene on the phone. I'm not necessarily making choices that I'm going to make when I get to work, but you're familiar with it. You absolutely will instinctually automatically make some choices that you can keep or let go once you get to work. Did you, this was interesting, of course, because we worked for three weeks when you were directing Dynasty. What I thought was interesting because you were, you were so specific about really knowing everything that was going on in every scene. And then periodically when we were working, you would get up and do the scene. Did you yeah. find that helped? Yeah, that's what I do when I'm on the phone. I put her on speaker and, and I, you know, and I'll either like do the dishes or when I'm inspired, I'll, you know, do a thing. Yeah. There are people who say, if you can do Shakespeare, you can do anything. I think Shakespeare is simple. 
compared to a lot of the stuff that people have to do. I mean, to me, if you can make sides work between tonight and tomorrow when you have to put it on tape and and nobody cares you only had overnight. Nobody cares. I mean, it's they they want to see that a you're confident and b they want to see the part. And I, I, I do agree. I think it's so interesting, especially now, what you have to bring to the table. Thank you. I this is told yes, Grant. I hope it was helpful. You're listening. Best of luck to you. Really trust yourself. Do all the work whatever work you want to do, try to find what turns you on and makes you makes you believe you will have fun on the day. And then on the day, however many days it is, just be there. Yes. I Don't Need an Acting Class is created and hosted by Milton Justice. Senior producer is me, Walker Vreeland, and director of online media is Evan Sollers. Music provided by Jeffrey Keezer Trio, May This Be Love, from their album On My Way to You. Uh, if you have a question for Milton, please feel free to send your email to questionsformilton at gmail.com. That's questionsformilton at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at I Don't Need an Acting Class. And please subscribe, rate, and review. It's all we ask. It's all we ask. We don't do Patreon. We're not begging you for money. All we ask is that if you like the podcast, if you're getting stuff out of it, you subscribe and you rate and you review it. I can't tell you how much that would mean to us. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you back here next week. 